Flip to Freedom, episode number 26. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast, and we are on episode number 26. Now, if you're brand new listening for the very first time, I am here to help you escape the nine to five and live the lifestyle your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you're brand new and you are just getting started today. And I don't care if you don't have any cash any credit or any experience whatsoever, you can get started flipping properties and build a business that could take you to limits that I swear you only can dream of. All right. In this episode, this is the continuation series um, on your fast start to your very first big check. Okay. Pretty much went through everything. And we are on now the uh, fifth episode. Episode one, we talked about secrets to building a massive cash buyers list. Um, Episode number 23, we talked about how to assemble a dream team. Episode 24, we talked about how to find deep discount properties. Um, And episode 25, we talked about how to get the contract, how to go in and negotiate with a motivated seller to get the contract, all right? Now, in this episode, we are going to talk about um, now you literally you you're in the house and you've got the contract. And now what are you going to do? Now you're going to get the contract and now you're going to turn around. You're going to open up escrow and then you have to prep the property. Right. Got to do that. And then we've got to uh, broadcast and market the property to sell the property to a cash buyer. And then we got to get the contract from the cash buyer. And then we have to uh, uh, give it to escrow and then instruct them on exactly what to do so we can get our check and we can get it checked uh, fast. Now, this has been a crazy week for me. I can tell you that right now. The uh, I launched the Flip to Freedom Academy, which is an intensive 19-week program. Now, if you go to uh, flip2freedom.com, if you're brand new, um, you can download my free book. It's a 129-page detailed, comprehensive blueprint on exactly how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less. And basically the whole premise uh, behind the whole thing is to get one year's worth of your income in the bank as fast as possible, flipping properties in your spare time. That's what the whole book is about. It's absolutely free. And you can go to flip2freedom.com and you can download that. Now, what I've also done is I've launched the Flip to Freedom Academy, which is uh, for people who want more. Now, I don't think you, you don't need more. I mean, between the podcast and the book, it gives you a ton of information. Um, but the Flip to Freedom Academy give break, pretty much breaks down each 19-week program um, in detail, in uh, video training, audio, and text training, in detail, exactly step-by-step what you need to do. Gives you all the contracts and all the forms, gives you software, gives in uh, Excel spreadsheets, um, and there's actually coaching and training in there. Um, which which works, which we're at capacity there on that on that level. Um, but um, it's literally open. I'm actually shutting it down this week. If you're listening to it, um, so if you're listening late, I do apologize. We'll be opening it up um, probably another six months or so. But right now, it's uh, it's it's going to be closing here to the public shortly. Anyways, it's been a blast uh, meeting people all across the entire country, and I'm so excited to work with them and help them uh, achieve their goals, flipping properties. And quitting their jobs, which would be great. All right, now let's get into this, the meat of this podcast, which is my, which is my uh, favorite part, uh, breaking down the details for you so you have a full understanding of what is happening. So now let's back up real quick and let's go back to where we were in episode 25. And in episode 25, we talked about getting the contract, okay? So now think about it. You've marketed for motivated sellers. You, you've marketed for cash buyers, I mean. And then you've, you've got your team all set up with your escrow officers and your realtors, whatever you need. Um, but then also, too, now you've marketed to find deep discount properties. You've got calls coming in. You set appointments with motivated sellers. You went on an appointment with a motivated seller. Now, in episode 25, I talk in detail exactly what you do in the house, how to negotiate, how to build rapport, what to say, how to overcome objections. Now, you actually got the contract in your hand, and you're walking outside and you're about to leave the house with the contract. Now, I want to tell you this. That will be one of, 
not the most, but one of the most exciting times of your entire life is getting your first contract. Now, the way I teach here is basically is that you will be talking to cash buyers before you even start marketing for motivated sellers. You'll be talking and, and understanding, getting a feel of the market, getting a feel of what they're looking for and what they would like to purchase. And then now, once you get that contract from the motivated seller, you will have a lot more confidence knowing that you can sell that property uh, because you've been talking to cash buyers and figuring out exactly what they want. So then when you're negotiating, with your motivated seller, you'll know what you can negotiate to get the deal done so you know you could sell it and make a profit. Because flipping properties is really simple. It's just finding a motivated seller and finding a cash buyer, matching the two together. It doesn't cost you cash. It doesn't cost you credit. It doesn't cost you, you know, it doesn't really, it's, you don't have to have experience. It's just experience and maybe negotiating or experience to know what to do with the deal. But basically, all you're doing is matching those two together and you're making a profit. It's very simple. It's, it's, it's not a it's not a uh, difficult business at all. It just it just becomes how much marketing you do to find those motivated sellers to get the deals done. Now, when I first got started um, flipping properties, um, I was taught to go knock on pre-foreclosure's door. People that were about to lose their house uh, to foreclosure, and I was taught to go to their house, knock on the door, and ask them if they'd like to sell me the house before it actually went to auction. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would never wish that upon anybody because it is painful, <laughs> extremely painful. First off, driving all over the entire planet, knocking on doors. I mean, getting yelled at, having guns pulled on me, had dogs practically kill me. It was uh, it was be something I wouldn't want to teach people. Now, what I teach, if you listen to episode um, 24, is having motivated sellers call you. It's a lot, It's a whole different business. But anyways, back to the story, is that my first uh, time that I went out and knocked on doors, I mean, I literally, I went to the house, it was 120 degrees, I drove by the place at least, I don't know, five to ten times, I parked on the corner, and I had to talk myself into it. I had to. T I was like psyching myself up in the car, I was listening to Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill in the car, and I was like, I can do this, persistence, just make it happen, right? So, I'm sitting in my car, and uh, and I, you know, I grab my... I have a little book there, a little binder, and, you know, I walk out to the house, which is all beaten up, had this massive truck. Have you seen those massive, you know, knobby tires on it and stuff? And I'm sitting there going, okay, that's a big truck. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy, about 6'1", 6'2", and I'm sitting there going, man, this truck is twice the size of me. And uh, I walk up to the front door. Front door is open, right? It was 120 degrees out, but the door is open. They had a screen door on there, which is nuts in the first place. So I knocked on the screen door, and a guy comes, and uh, he was bald and had a white beater shirt. He must have been about six foot eight and huge tattoos from, you know, all his neck and, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, you know, what the heck am I doing here? So he goes, what do you want? Well, I froze right there. That was it. I, I mean, I literally, like, I was like, what do I say? Well, my tongue swelled up like the size of a, of a, not a watermelon because that'd be too big, but a lemon, you know, huge. And I could not spit out my words. I was like, Bleh. I mean, it was, it was so pathetic. It wasn't even funny. I mean, I was, I don't know what, 30, uh, what was that? 2003, seven years ago is what? 33 years old. And you know, 33 years old, I'm sitting there going, couldn't even speak. Couldn't even get the words out. And I felt like such a schmuck. But I was like, you know what? I got to do this. So I actually ran away from the house. I just left. I just turned around and walked away. I'm done. Um, and that was my first experience. Now, I could have quit right there. I had every reason to quit right there because I was such a dork. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. you know. But I went out and I knocked on 300 more doors after that. And, uh, and I finally found a guy who wanted to sell his house. He stood me up twice. I finally tracked him down. Um, at, I think it was like 7.30 at night. Not the best neighborhood. I remember being dark out. I didn't have a contract, so I had to go down to Staples, right, like Office Max, and get a contract. 
and I ran down to his house. I didn't know. I've never filled out a contract before. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I went into his house. I remember I was looking around the house. He had all the lights off because I think, I don't know if the electrical was off or whatever, but I just remember it being like dark everywhere. I didn't know what the heck I was looking for. I remember the back pool in the backyard was empty. Well, you know, what do I look for for that? I don't know. I just knew it was a wreck and I had to get it at a good price. I didn't know what the values were, right? Because I didn't have like, you know, we have Total View now. We have Google Real Estate. We have, you know, Zillow. We have all these great tools we can use. We can access right online immediately and get a good understanding of what values were. Um, I had to, you know, talk to a, a, a real estate agent, kind of give him an idea that I want comps in the area and just wait until he sent them back. Well, anyways, um, I go in and I actually negotiate. I'm sitting down with this guy and uh, and he um, wrote out the contract with him. Um, but I didn't know. I, I literally I was fumbling. I was stumbling. I was I was tripping on myself, tripping. I didn't know what I was saying, felt completely out of my element. And but I did it. I just whatever. And I, and I got the contract and I left. And I remember feeling unbelievably excited. Now, I didn't know who I was going to sell it to. I didn't have a cash buyers list I was building. I wasn't taught that. Uh, now I always go, okay, now what do I do? I have the contract, right? Well, now i got to go find an escrow officer. See, in here, I tell you, listen, build your dream team so you know what you're doing. So when you get your contract, you can go somewhere. I didn't know that. I had to go find an escrow officer to, to, to basically do the open up escrow. Uh, what was that? You know, so I didn't know that, but, but, but eventually did it. I found a buyer who made $11,008, um, on my first deal. And that was the ticket for me that set it all straight that, uh, that, and then I just went bananas after that. I was like, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding and I just went nuts doing it. So backing up. You are now getting the contract, but you're in a little different position. Number one, you're going to have buyers who you've already talked to. You're going to have a dream team already set up. So now you're going to take that contract. You're going to bring it to your escrow officer that you've already met with. You've already discussed what you want to do, and they've already said, okay, let's do it. It might be an attorney or whatever, depending on what state you're in. But now you're going to bring the contract to them and say, listen, I've got a deal. And they're going to open up escrow. They're going to pull the title information. They're going to let you know that the property is good to go. Okay, um, good to go meaning that there's no other liens or judgments or anything on the property that will um, affect title from transferring to your new buyer that you line up for the property. Okay, what will it cost you to open escrow? Nothing. It doesn't cost you a dime. What the way I structure the contracts is that I purchase the properties with no earnest money. That's it. No earnest money. So. You know, I have people all the time call me and say, you know, uh, you know, how much money does it cost to open a best girl? Well, how much money do you have for earnest money? Well, none. If you don't have any money for earnest money, any, then you don't. It doesn't literally cost you a dime to uh, to open up escrow. Um, now, if you're trying to flip a bank-owned property, well, bank-owned deals they typically want anywhere from, you know, one percent to I seen upwards of five percent down uh, for earnest money. You know, I mean, now, now you're cutting a check for a big chunk of change, depending on the size of the property, $100,000 property. You're still, it's $1,000, 3%, $3,000 of $100,000 property. So that's what you have to cut um, when you get started flipping bank-owned properties. But but I don't advocate that. That's why I talk about uh, dealing with motivated sellers because earnest money, you don't have to deal with that. All right. So now you've, um, doesn't cost you anything to open up escrow. And uh, you basically tell the escrow officer that you will be um, finding a buyer for the property and you'll be either doing an assignment or a double escrow, which we'll get into here shortly. But now you're going to have that information. Now you want to know what you're in the property for, okay? Because there might be, um, you know, I mean, if, if you do it right, you're going to have a, obviously a purchase price um, on there, you know, on the property. Let's call it $100,000. Make it easy. And uh, so you'll know that, okay, 100000 that's what you're in it for. So you can start marketing the property and you can start selling that property. You know if you get anything above $100,000, you can make a profit above and beyond that. If you sell it for $110,000, guess what? That $10,000 will go in your pocket. So let's talk about exactly how to do that, exactly how to uh, sell the property fast. So now you got the contract. You took it to your escrow officer, your escrow agent. And now you've you know had them pull the title. You know that you can uh, sell the property quickly, right? 
uh, because there's nothing that's going to hold it up from closing. If they, if they bring in 110,000 cash, then they can have the property and they can close it and you can make the difference. Okay, so you've done all that. Now, though, before you leave, okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Now you're still at the house with the contract with the motivated seller. Before you leave, so you don't have to make two trips, you want to make sure you get 20 to 30 pictures of the property, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You want to get the good, you know, everything looks great. You want to get the bad, and you want to get the ugly. Everything about the property, because what you're going to do is you're going to post those pictures to a, a free service called Picasa. P-I-C-A-S-A, -A, Picasa. Now, Picasa is a Google-based free web album that you can post your property or post the pictures to and share it right you'll get a link and you can share that with people and they can view all the pictures um, so that's what you have to get all those pictures before um, if the property is vacant you want to get it put it on a lockbox you want to get a lockbox and, uh, and get keys made so, uh, so you can have access to the property if the property is occupied then you want to just basically tell the seller that you're going to have, you know, maybe the appraiser. We're going to have some of your partners come over and look at the property. Um, so you might need to have access um, you know, sometime during the week when they're there. Um, or uh, potentially uh, on a Saturday afternoon where you can get everybody through at one time. And then you can just do a massive marketing campaign and getting everybody over at the property on a Saturday afternoon between like, you know, 12 and 2 or 10 and 3 or whatever. And, uh, and see and, and get the property sold there because you're going to have a lot of people looking at it at one time. Okay. So that's prepping the property. You need pictures, you need a lockbox, and if it's occupied, uh, so you want to schedule some sort of time with them. All right. Now, during this whole process, you're going to know what buyers are looking for, right? Um, in episode 22, I talked about secrets to finding cash buyers, talking to them, figuring out what they want, figuring out what they're looking for. So now, you've talked to these buyers. You're going to have maybe 3 to 5 to 10 to 15, whatever it may be. Um, that you have built, you know, they've talked to, you figured out what they wanted, and you potentially built a relationship with them, right? Um, now what you're going to do is you're going to call those people first. And what this will do is will twofold things. One, it will give you the ability to potentially sell the property, number one. And number two, it will create urgency um, to get a commitment quickly. So how do you do that? Well, got the property right you got the pictures you got the information you know what you're in it for you know you can deliver clean title right you do all that so now you call your buyers up maybe your five or handful of buyers you know that are serious and they're looking for good deals call them up and say listen I got a smoking deal I just got under contract and I want to give you uh, one of the first looks at it I'm going to email you the information about the property I'm also going to information uh, email you links of all the different pictures but listen I'm putting it out broadcasting it to everybody and their brother tomorrow evening okay so I want, just, I want you if you're serious about it I want you to go look at it because I think it will fit right up your model I want you to go look at it here's what I believe it's worth here's what the what the prices I'm selling it for here's what type of repairs are needed on it and here's all the pictures and I'm going to email you all that information go look at it I'll follow up with you and then go check it out um, and uh, the access code is whatever it may be um, and then let me know ASAP because, listen, if you don't want it, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out to everybody else and their brother, and I know I'll sell this one. I'll sell it quick. So you do that with your handful of four or five or six people, and then they're going to be hustling and rushing to get the information, to look at the property before everybody else does. That creates urgency, and it creates excitement about the property, and it, it, it gets you to push to a commitment. Now, most of the properties I can tell you right now, most of the properties we sell that way. There are some that we don't sell that doesn't fit the model, and then we'll take the time and we'll do the broadcast marketing. We'll put it out on our site, and then we'll sell it that way. Um, but most of the properties, we make just a handful of calls, and we get the property sold, and we get them sold quickly. So now let's say you make those handful of calls. It makes say, say no one jumps on it. Well, what do you do? Now you want to basically broadcast the property get as many eyeballs looking at your property as fast as humanly possible so let's talk about exactly how we can do that well number one way to broadcast a property and get it sold quick and get eyeballs looking at it is through email marketing okay uh, number two is through text message marketing mobile marketing number three is using postlets which we'll talk about number four is Facebook 
and number five is bandit signs. So we're going to talk about each one of those in depth, and we're going to talk about how to use them specifically uh, so you can uh, get eyeballs looking at your property very fast. All right, first one is broadcast email. Okay. Now, broadcast, what we use is we use AWeber because when you're talking to motivated sellers, I mean motivated buyers or cash buyers, you're going to be collecting their email and also you're going to be collecting their cell phone information. Okay, that's what you're going to be collecting um, if you listen to episode 22. But um, when you're doing that, um, you can start building uh, a, uh, a cash buyer's list. And also, if you have the internet marketing set up, um, you're in a website set up, you'll be able to collect email addresses, addresses as well. So you're going to have, a let's say, a, a, an email list of, say, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 500, 10,000, whatever it is, of, of, uh, of, of buyers looking for properties. Okay. Now, there's two different services you can use. You can use AWeber, which works great, or you can use Constant Contact. I prefer AWeber. AWeber is easy. You can you know, put the information. It has an easy broadcast email, um, and it's very easy to set up a web form to go on your website, and that's primarily the one that we use. Uh, even though we do use constant contact as well. Um, now, broadcasting an email. I mean, broadcast email. Uh, in the email, right, you want to have a, basically a body. You want to have a message in closing. Um, so in the email, you want to put, um, a, there's a subject line, right? And then the subject line, you're going to put in brackets, fix and flip, or you're going to put uh, rental, or you're going to put a cash flow property, whatever it may be, buy and hold it could be. Um, if any one of those would work. But when someone looks at the email, if they're a fix and flipper, they're going to open up the email. If they're a buy and hold or a cash flow property, then guess what? Then they're going to open up the email. So now you're going to have in brackets, let's call it fix and flip. You're going to have ARV, after repair value, let's call it $100,000. And then you're going to have wholesale price or sell for, whatever, uh, $60,000. So that's going to be your subject line. So if people are interested, they're going to open up that email and they're going to look at your information. What are they going to see? Well, they're going to see who it's from, from you, right? And then they're going to see property details, all the details about the property. Now, what's that going to be? It's going to be the property address, the property square footage, the bed to bath count, um, if there's a pool or no pool, and then a small description about the property, trying to explain it in its best light. You're also going to put in there how much repairs it potentially needs, right? And then you're going to include your link to your Picasa album um, that will, uh, you know, drive them back to your pictures so they can check out the pictures. And then the close, you're going to say, listen, if, you know, if you want more information about this property, uh, give me a call, right? Or if you have an access lockbox in there, you're going to put access, you're going to put the lockbox code, whatever it may be. Um, or if it's occupied, you're going to put access and say call for appointment. And then people will call you for more information and to set an appointment to look at the property. Okay, so you got all that information in this email. And that email will go out to all your buyers all at the same time. Um, and they will be calling you to gather more information or they're going to be looking at the property. Now the next um, uh, uh, method of marketing is uh, mobile marketing through text message marketing. Okay, And we use what's called message media. Message media works great uh, because you get a 100% deliverability rate. Now, what does that mean? Well, when you do email marketing, if you have a list of 100 people, you're going to have about a 30 to 40% open rate. That means 30 to 40% of the people will open the email out of your 100. Okay. Now, if you have do text message marketing, well, guess what you leave with when you leave your house? You leave with your wallet, you live with your keys, and you leave with your phone, right? So with text message alerts, you get 100% deliverability rate. People have their phone on them all the time, and guess what? They will see your message, your text alert will come across their phone. And if you do it right, they'll have all the information there, and they will call you or they'll go look at the property, but you get 100% deliverability rate. Now, what do you put in your message? Well, first off, where can you use? Uh, we're working to find uh, a service that will do it. We use messagemedia.com. You can use uh, just Google message media text or message media SMS, and it will come up in Google. You can find that. Um, but you want to go uh, in the message when you text that. You want to go who it's from. Give me your name, website, or whatever it may be. Um, the address of the property, 
okay? And uh, the access, put the access code, um, the ARV after repair value, the selling price, you know, how much repairs are needed, and then your contact number so they can call you. If you put all that information, it gives them all the information to find, to, ba to basically either go look at the property or call you, which they're more than likely do to check availability and to um, determine if they, uh, if they have more questions about the property, which is great. Okay, that works awesome. The next one is Postlets, P-O-S-T-L-E-T-S. You can Google postlets.com. Um, now, Postlets is great because Postlets is free, and it's a way to syndicate your property all across the web. Um, and it and it puts it through Google Real Estate. It puts it through Zillow. It puts it through um, Trillia. It puts it through a, a bunch of other different um real estate sites that uh, people are look for property. So pretty much broadcast your property all over the entire, all over the entire internet. Uh, people are looking for, uh, for a specific property in a specific area. Now, also, it gives you a HTML code that you can copy and paste and you can drop into Craigslist um, and it will display your property in a nice little basically flyer with pictures all the description and like a theme you could have blue or brown or whatever you want to do but it's a real professional looking way to display your property okay um so you want to post that on craigslist twice a week using postlets um you will get a lot of like weird emails you know from people people saying oh, okay, i'll give you a thousand dollars and you carry the rest or two thousand dollars and you carry the rest that's okay um, um you, that that's fine if you you want to do that, and uh, you might look at those. You may want to call them back and see what try to try to find what properties they're they're looking to buy. But you will get people that also want to buy just buy the properties, um, that want to buy it from you, and they want to get more information. You get a lot of retail buyers on there as well. Now, also, you want to post your ad, post an ad about the property on on uh, Backpage and Kijiji as well, which is eBay classified. Okay, and that will put it out there. Also, I got two more. Is uh, a Facebook fan page. Facebook fan page is great because Facebook is literally viral. You can set up a fan page or a group. Either or is fine. Um, a group is actually good because it allows you to uh, email everybody within the group. I usually don't do that. We have a fan page set up. Um, and basically every time I post a property, it goes through everybody's uh, news feed um, that, that, uh, of all the information about our property. So we usually post, you know, maybe picture of the property detailed description of it and uh, and what we're selling it for and all the information we pretty much discussed in the uh, broadcast email we basically copy and paste that and drop it into uh, into Facebook and then that will syndicate it now we also have Facebook linked to Twitter so that it also goes out through Twitter as well then people can retweet that and then the uh, property will go viral now remember the goal is is to get as many people looking at the property as possible. And if you're using all these methods via text, via email, via postlets, via Facebook, and then the fifth way, which we'll talk about, which is bandit sign marketing, you're getting lots of people looking at the property that potentially want to sell it. I mean, want to buy the property, actually. Now, bandit sign marketing. Bandit sign is basically posting signs within a one-mile radius, anywhere from 50 to 100 of them, to get the property sold and get it sold quickly. Now, what you're going to put on there is going to say handyman special must sell house fast for cash and then your phone number then you can put an e-voice number which is a voicemail just like a, a voicemail evoice.com um, or you can just set up with a google voice which is free and it's basically the same thing they'll actually uh, uh, send you a email um, with an mp3 file that you can listen to which is great now what's going to happen Right? When you put all this marketing out on these properties, well, your phone's going to ring. And your phone is going to ring big time. Especially you put bandit signs out, you put Facebook, you put you know, postlets, you put broadcast email, you get text alerts all going out on these properties. Well, guess what? Your phone's going to ring if, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear, put a little right here, if it's a good deal. <laughs> if it's not a good deal, your phone's not going to ring and you're not going to sell the property. That's okay because you know what the, your buyers are looking for. So you've negotiated with your motivated seller to get a deal that you know you can sell, right? So your phone will ring. Now, when your phone rings, what do you say? People are going to call up and the first thing they're going to ask for if, if it's available. 
Um, and you're going to say, listen, I have a ton of interest in the property. Currently, right now, it's available. I do not have a contract on hand. So if you're interested, I suggest trying to get out there as soon as possible uh, and giving me a commitment on the property. Okay. So that will show them that uh, you have interest in the property and it will give them an urgency to go look at it and make a decision. Now, when you're talking to these people, make sure you ask them, you know, you build rapport with them. Ask them what they're looking for. They're looking for fix and flip and buy and hold. How many bed and bath are they looking for? What type of area they're looking for? Give them the access code so they can go check out the property, you know. And uh, ask them if they can send you other properties that you uh, that you get via email and get their email address. So if people call up the Facebook or people call up, uh, you know, your whole goal is to get them uh, on your text alerts and your whole goal is to get them on your broad uh, your email alerts. Um, and that's where you want to get the people from Facebook, the people from fan, uh, the fan page, the people from the Bandit Science. You're gathering that information so you can collect it and drop it into your email alerts and text alerts. Okay, um, Because that it will be your base of your business on how to distribute properties quickly. And then you can start building rapport with people that do call in interested, interested in the properties. And build rapport with those people and find out exactly what they're looking for if this particular property doesn't work. Then after you uh, talk to someone, follow up with them, follow them up and try to find out exactly what they liked or didn't like about the property and then notate that. Uh, so then next time um, you can tee up exactly what they're looking for or find out what they're looking for and go find it for them so you can sell it to them. Okay. So now let's say you've done that marketing. The phone was ringing. You talked to your core four or five people and sent them out there. Um, you've done all that. And now you've got someone and you have a bite. They go, okay, I'm interested. I'm going to do it. And they'll probably negotiate with you um, a little bit. They might say, hey, you know, listen, you know, I know you have it for, you know, 110000 but I'll give you 107 And say, listen, you know what, I, I would take 107 but I've got uh, two other people looking at it. They're highly serious. I've done deals with before. So, you know, if you can do 108, I'll take it off right now. If not, then I probably might wait to see what these guys can do and if they, they might take it at, you know, at 110. So right there, you're creating a fear loss. That means there's other people that are going to go looking at it and there's a potential he can lose the property unless he comes up $1,000 or $2,000, whatever it may be. You can name the number. Um, it's up to you. But that's what I typically do. If someone calls in and they want to negotiate on price, I always create the bogey, right? And I always tell them, hey, listen, I've got a couple of the hot people interested in the property. You know, 107 is a little bit low, but hey, listen, if you want to do 108,000, you know, I'll take it off right now. We'll get this thing locked up and get it done. Otherwise, I'm probably going to have to wait till you see what these guys do. They're one of my two, my best buyers. And I, I know they've showed some serious interest in it. So that's how you handle that objection. More than more times than not, they will um, they'll say, okay, you know, this is fine. Let's do it the 108 and get it done. And, uh, and then there you go. You, now you just locked in your uh, $8,000 profit in our theoretical example if you had it tied up for 100 All right. So you have a bite. What do you do then? Well, if they are in state or if you are around or if you're at a place where you can set up an appointment to meet them or if you have the time to do that, I would go set an appointment to meet them with the contract and get their check, non-refundable, $2,500 to $3,000 check, depending on what you want to do. Um, but I would meet them to go get that check because then you can meet them, you can look them in the eye, you can build rapport with them, you can talk to them, and, uh, and you can find out what other properties they're looking for. And that is going to build the relationship with you, um, uh, you know, to uh, potentially work with them in the future selling properties and other properties that you find. Now, like I said, I talked about in episode 22, you don't need tens of thousands of cash buyers. You know, all you need is a handful that are going to go out and buy two or three a year, and you'll have more properties and you know what to do with, you know, more demand from buyers um, if you tee up good deals. Now, so what you're going to do is you're going to go meet with them, or you're going to do it over a uh, or the contract over um, uh, over just fax. You know, you're going to uh, basically you can send them your uh, sell side contract, um, and then they can fill it out, and uh, and then and then send it back, and then you can open up escrow, and you can go collect a check from them. Or what they'll do is they'll uh, go drop off the check at escrow, and then uh, and then escrow officially be open on your now sell side contract. Okay, so now you have um, the earnest money deposited. Um, you've either met the buyer, you did everything by phone and FedEx or phone and fax. 
Um, and now escrow is open on your sell-side contract. And you have $2,500 to $3,000 non-refundable. And then you have the buy-side contract, which is your motivated seller. Let's go back to our theoretical example. Let's say um, you have a $100,000 contract with your motivated seller. And you have a $108,000 contract with your cash buyer. Now remember, how much money do you have in it so far? Nothing. All you did was sign a contract, right, with a motivated seller. You might have spent a little bit of money on marketing or some, you know, 19 bucks a month on your email thing or whatever. How much money do you have? Did you have to do with the buyer? None. He's got not. He's got non-refundable money up that he put up to buy the property, and he's at 108,000. So right there, you have an $8,000 spread right off the bat, and he's going to pay all closing costs. You don't have to pay closing costs. So then you turn around and you go to your escrow officer and you instruct them to do two, two, one of two things. Uh, the first one would be do an assignment of contract. And basically it's a nominee. They're, they're going to nominate your new buyer as the buyer of the property um, for a fee. And the fee is $8,000. They're going to cut you the check for $8,000 when the buyer uh, brings in the 108000 cash. Um, or you're going to instruct them to do a double escrow, what's called a simultaneous close. That's when the buyer brings in 108,000, right? 8,000 goes to you. The 100,000 goes to the motivated seller, and then you get the difference. That basically, that's that 8,000. You get the difference between the two. Um, there will be two escrows that will be closed. So out of the 8,000, you might have to pay escrow fees on the buy side. Um, and it might be anywhere from 400 to $1,000, whatever county you're in, or however it works. Um, assignments are better because there's typically no fees that come out of your $8,000. Um, if you do a double escrow, sometimes there are fees that come out of there um, because you're committing in your buy-side contract to pay all closing costs. And uh, that can be negotiated with the escrow officer as well. But we'll get into that. Anyways, so what's the rule of thumb? The rule of thumb is if it's under... If the, uh, if the fee, the money you're going to make is under $10,000, then I always do an assignment. If your fee is over $10,000, then I would do a double escrow, okay? Um, and that's just the rule of thumb. And you can talk to the escrow agent and, and, and ex exactly why they're reasoning behind that. Um, but I can just tell you just that that's just the rule of thumb that, that works and that works well, okay? So... What are you going to do now? So you've instructed your escrow officer. They have the contracts. They have the information. They're getting the information from the buyer. They're going to need their LLC docs probably from them. They're going to need all that information. So you're going to assist them during the process now to help them get everything closed. They might be asking for, you know, information from the buyer, information from the seller, um, you know, payoff information from the bank, whatever it may be. They're going to ask for information during the process to get the deal closed. And then you can work with them to get the, all that stuff together so it can close. And it should be set to close within 10 days after you get your sell side, after you get your buy side contract from your cash buyer. Okay. Um, so all you're going to do is just assist them. Now they're going to go to closing. They're going to have you come in and sign paperwork. They're going to have the buyer come in and sign state paperwork. They're going to have the seller to come in and sign paperwork. I remember thinking when I first started, I was like, are we all going to come in and sign at the same time? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is going to be pretty weird if I've got me, I've got the seller, and I've got the buyer We're all sitting there signing. Well, no, that doesn't happen. The escrow officer will schedule a signing with the seller at, say, 10 o'clock, with me at, say, 11 o'clock, and with the buyer, let's say two o'clock, and they'll all be at different times, all on the same day, and they'll all close and they'll be done. Now it's going to take them about 24 hours to get all the paperwork, record the information, and then disperse the funds. And then you're just going to tell them how would you like your money? How would you like to get the, that eight thousand dollars dispersed? And that eight thousand dollars could be in a form of a check, or they can send you a wire directly to your account, whichever you prefer. But that is it. You've done it. You went through the entire process. You found buyers, cash buyers. You assembled a team that could help you close the deal. You went out and marketed for deep discount properties. You negotiated to get the contract. Then you turned around and took that contract. You opened up escrow with it. Then you broadcast the property to out to all your cash buyers and having people look at the property. Then you found a buyer who wanted to buy the property for cash and close within 10 days. And... 
Now you went out and made a ten thousand dollar, I mean an eight thousand dollar check out of thin air, just putting the effort to putting those things together. Now the goal is to do it over and over and over and over and over again and create momentum so then you can quit your job. And that's the goal. Think about it. Think about it. Let's say you make eighty thousand dollars a year. All you have to do that is ten times and you're done, right? And that experience of doing those ten deals over the next, you know, eight to ten months or three months or five months, however fast you want to do it, that experience and that knowledge of going through those transactions will give you the confidence that you can do it over and over and over again. Um, and you've just got to go out and, and now continue with the marketing and making it happen. And then you can do what you, then you have the freedom and the lifestyle to do whatever you want to do. Now, I've got a, um, you know, I, I was looking for something special for you because I typically end these podcasts with a quote, okay? But I've got something even better for you. Um, Jack Canfield um, basically uh, did a clip on how to get rich. And it's very, um, basically, it, in, in, in less than a minute, in eight seconds, he or actually a minute and eight seconds, he explains exactly, specifically, what you need to do to get rich. And it's that it's it's a one minute little clip that I want you to listen to, and it's so phenomenal because um, it is so one hundred percent accurate. Because it's there's I, I teach all the techniques, the techniques of negotiation, how to talk to buyers, how to talk to sellers, how to do this, but. It basically, something has to gel it all together. And what's that going to be? What's going to gel this whole thing together to make it work? And in this clip that Jack Canfield talks about on how to get rich, it will gel it for you, pull everything together um, and make and make it everything work smoother, I guess you could say. So let me play that for you. The most important step you can take to becoming rich in life is to make the decision that you want to be rich. Because if you don't make that decision, your unconscious mind won't work on trying to figure out how to make it happen. And once you've made that decision, the second most important thing you need to do is close your eyes every day in the morning when you first get up and every night before you go to sleep and visualize the rich lifestyle that you want to lead. What this does is it programs your unconscious mind to come up with solutions and you're also going to start seeing things out in your environment that are resources that you never saw before. And the third thing you want to do is you want to start studying getting rich. Read books on how to get rich, how to develop your finances, etc. There's a ton of them out there in the bookstores. And lastly, find people who are already rich and figure out some way to get into their sphere of influence. Get into their meetings, read their books, go to their seminars, hang out, join the country club, fly first class every once in a while, and get around those people because you're going to learn to think like them. So if you do those things... Wealth is a guaranteed result. Now, one thing about Jack Canfield is unbelievable. He, he is so successful, and he makes it everything break it down so simple and easy to understand. And he said something very powerful in, uh, in this message, um, and, which he literally said will guarantee your success and your results. So what is the thing that gels this whole thing together? You know, and there's this big, you know, obviously you've heard of the secret and the law of attraction and stuff, but it's it's visualizing, seeing your first check, seeing that in your mind's eye, seeing that check in the morning and seeing that check before you go to bed. And what happens is things will start to pop up in your life that will help you toward your goal to go out and make this happen. And then you start surrounding yourself with other like-minded people. And that's why one reason why I wanted to set up the Flip to Freedom Academy is to, to basically build that core synergy with a group of people that we could focus on going out and getting results and success all across the entire country. But he makes it sound so simple that we can apply that. Now, People say, well, does the law of attraction or does, you know, the secret or all that stuff, does that really work? Kind of, it's kind of, kind of a little shammy, you know, kind of, you know, how is that possible? You know, because you can't really put your finger on it. How do you, unless it's happened to you, um, you can't really put your finger on it. Now, I can, I basically can tell you that one of the best ways that I've actually really experienced the law of attraction was, uh, is I wrote a journal 
uh, when I was 21 years old, when I was in the United States Marine Corps, and I was in over in Okinawa, Japan, and I wrote a journal, um, and basically just just journalized everything, and that's when I first read the book Think and Grow Rich, uh, which if you haven't read that yet, I would highly recommend it. It's uh, recommend it. It's from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. But in this journal, I literally uh, took information basically explained what I wanted to do in my future, uh, the, you know, things I wanted to have and things I wanted to do. And, and I just journalized, you know, things I was going through at the time and, and, uh, and everything. So I journalized everything in this, in this book, little green book I have. And, uh, and I happened to open it up probably about uh, four or five years ago. I was cleaning out my office and I was with the kids and, and I opened up and I just started flipping through this book and I, 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 and I was like, whoa, these are weird you know, memories blast from the past when I was 21 years old and how I was thinking and what I was doing and, and what was happening. But anyways, I, I came to this section which talked about what I want to do and to become successful. And one of the things in there is I said that I wanted to go out and I wanted to basically flip properties, buy and sell distressed properties um, to buyers and make profit from doing it. And I, I, I wrote a whole entire page of exactly how it was, you know, I'm going to find these buyers, you know, these, you know and I'm going to find these sellers, you know, put them together and, and be able to flip the properties. I'm going to be able to make a profit in between there. I'm going to, you know, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for land and I can start doing land, you know, development stuff. And I'm 21 years old, 1991, I was 21. And I'm writing exactly what I'd like to do. And amazingly, the years and years later, in 2005 and 2006, I think when I when I actually found that journal and started reading through it again, I was doing exactly what I wrote in my book, my little journal, years and years and years earlier. Now, I'm not saying I visualized every single day, but I put it in writing what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to do. And it literally, the universe just brought me to that point. And, uh, and got it. And it's amazing. So I know it works. And I know if you have all the techniques in, in the episodes I've been talking about, if you listen to the past episodes, or even if you, you go, you're going through the Flip to Freedom Academy and I put up all the modules up there and they're all detailed, specific training on specifically exactly what you have to do and how you have to set up a, you know, an AdWords campaign and how you have to set up your, your, your broadcast email and how to do this and how to do that and how to do this. There is a lot of how-to in this business on how to do it, how to become successful. But there is the there is the unknown, I guess, faith or force or the God or or, or um, you know universal mind or whatever you want to call it that is 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 basically we can um, basically apply those principles in our life. Uh, to be able to put us on the path towards success. And the best way I can explain is this. If you work and apply these principles that Jack Campbell just talked about in your life, it's like being in a raft, right? And going downstream, right? Downstream, the current is taking you downstream. You're in line with the current. Everything is flowing, everything is going, and you are on the road and you are going down and at the end of that river, <laughs> I guess you could say, is your destination, your goal, your success. But when you're trying to go to that, and you're trying to reach that, it's a lot easier to go with the current than it is to uh, try to go against the current. Now, trying to do this business just on the how-to basis and kind of ignoring this um, law of attraction, this universal mind or God or however you want to call it, um, is like going upstream. It's like being in a paddle and having this massive force that's going downstream, this current, and you trying to paddle upstream. It's like trying to paddle. It's very difficult. It's, it's, it's hard. You might put out 100 bandit signs and not get any calls. I don't know. But you might visualize if you take this and you visualize and you put that out there. How does it work? I don't know. Is it scientifically proven? I don't know. 
All I know is it works, and it works for me. And if it's something that works for like Jack Canfield and many, many others, why wouldn't you apply that to your life? Now, is it difficult to visualize the check that you want or the money you want to make or the success you want to have or the lifestyle you want to live? No, it's not difficult to do it. It's just taking time to be able to sit quietly and actually focus for, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes on what you want to accomplish in your life. And things will line up for you. And maybe it's, maybe it's an information, maybe it's a book, maybe it's an opportunity, but those things will line up for you. Uh, so you will get uh, the success that you need because, because like sellers, like sellers and buyers, you'll get a buyer that lines up that finds your stuff great and all he wants to do is buy properties from you and he wants to buy 20 a year. Well, guess what? There you go. You know, where'd that buyer come from? How did he happen to call you? How did he happen to find you on Facebook? You can't explain it, right? Where'd that person, or what about a seller that happened to see a sign on the side of a street and, and it, this, you put out the sign a month ago and, this, and now that person's calling you and why? They just happen to drive by your sign and have the urge to call you. Why did that happen? Because there are other things out there that are pulling to you, is, is basically gravitating toward you. And it's to help you accomplish what you visualize and focus and believe in wholeheartedly that will happen in your life. And that is the glue that will pull everything together and it'll make this business so much more easier when it comes to uh, uh, getting success and getting results. Okay. In the next episode, um, I'm not going to basically get into exactly what we're going to do, but I am um, basically going to take you to now your first check uh, to doing multiple deals. How do you do multiple deals all at the same time? Um, and how do you do five deals a month, 10 deals a month, 15 deals a month? How do you do that? Well, it takes a team and it takes um, building a, a little bit of momentum. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. All right. So thank you very much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. All the people that are part of the Flip to Freedom Academy, I thank you so much for uh for uh, signing up. I'm excited to work with you and, uh, and make this happen and, uh, and get, uh, basically help you achieve your, your success and your, what you're visualizing. I, I'd like to know what you are visualizing on your early mornings and, and late evenings. And, uh, and so I can help you accomplish that. So, um, to everybody, I wish you ultimate success in your real estate investing career. Take care and God bless.